0: To the spoken,
2: the spoken. This is the spoken podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guy Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell, going, here in the KC Beard Co. studios, ready to get off on this episode 10. Man, this is a, a very exciting night for multiple reasons, but the biggest reason is, and we're going to get right into it uh, on the modern man supply company guest seat. We have my guy Arrowhead Pride's film and draft analyst, lead film and draft analyst, Kent Swanson here with us. Let's give my guy a hand real quick. We got Kent Swanson in the house tonight. Now, the reason why, and before I introduce him, I just want to say that uh, we greatly appreciate not only you being here tonight, man, but the hard work that you and Craig and Matt Lane and all you guys over at Arrowhead Pride have put in because I'm telling you, man, growing up as a Chiefs fan, we did not have this kind of content, and I know you can attest to this. But now having this kind of and it's obviously the excitement of having Patty in, in town yeah. and and any you of know, the emergence of something we've never seen before. Obviously that takes shape. Content but but content, just <laughs> having content periods for me to get through my off season is everything as a fan, dude. So I really want to thank you for uh, taking the time. Uh, you hooked us up with the draft guy, dude. I, I cannot thank you oh, enough. Man. Thank you. Appreciate you. I've us. been studying that thing like crazy. I mean, it's there's a lot of there's a lot to it, but I'm telling you, man, you guys did a great job. You deserved uh, a lot of credit for that one. Had man. like the so. scene from
1: Pulp Fiction when they opened up the mystery box.
2: Are we happy? Are we happy? Are we happy? I was
1: happy. So, yeah, that's, 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 yes. the, that's how I felt when I opened
3: it. So, so, I appreciate so, yeah. that, guys. Exactly. I really do. I mean, it was a lot of fun, and, I mean, it was a lot of work. We spent a, a lot of hours. We've been sure, doing man. this since, like, November-ish, October-ish. Like, that's really the whole process. So, right. I, you guys saying that, and the response has been hey, ridiculous. Yeah. So, no you. lie. Like, I
0: – like. Was it two days ago when he sent us the draft? I knew nothing about the draft. Like, he was watch, like John Snow, bro. Exactly. He knew like nothing. I'll watch the draft. Like now
1: you know everything. I'll watch the draft <laughs> like the
0: day of the draft, but I don't know who's getting drafted or whatnot. If I hear a name throughout like off season, I'll maybe pay attention to that. To him. that just name. Yeah, I love it, man. But I started reading that that guide is like holy shit, you know, like. <laughs> am i getting smarter or what <laughs> the
2: answer is no, so. the answer is no. Yeah. they got smarter <laughs> yeah. and they're just relaying the information to us dumb shits so, it, <laughs> so this is great this is great thank you for joining us dumb shits Kent. i told you this i said like, this is what's gonna happen so obviously with the with the, the draft guide aside for a second Um, I've seen you guys kind of, you know, bounce back and forth as far as who you want the chiefs to go into in particular, not just position, but player. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll go, I'll get out and say it. Um, after listening to you guys, uh, taking very seriously what you guys consider, uh, to be the guy or the position that the chiefs need to go after. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of Cleland Farrell. I really would like them to take the kid out of Clemson. I think he's got the intangibles and all the cliche stuff, but I definitely think he's the kind of guy that the Chiefs could very much use in this next coming year, not for just 2020, 2021, but 2019 in particular. I think he could be the guy that can come in here and make some impact. but. You guys have made some serious cases for other guys at different positions sure. even, that I have I've had to listen to, even wide receiver at times. So, yeah. and I'm not I'm not that yeah. guy. I'm not that guy. I'll clarify that, and I don't think any of us are. So, I'll go
3: ahead. I'll be real with you. I don't know if we are necessarily. I think yeah. you know. I'll be real with you, Clone Farrell. That's my guy. All right. I'm I'm 100 with you on that. Just a spoiler. I don't even care. Spoiler alert. The last article I post for Arrowhead Pride before the draft start. Is a it's a video and an article talking about I think the Chiefs should trade up for Cullen Farrell. There we go. That's Ooh. the guy. I'm with it, man. If 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 you were gonna give me one guy today, that's realistic, I would say Cullen Farrell,
1: impact player right away.
3: Right, yeah. and I, I think I think he's one of the ten best players in this class. No. He's you know I, one of the things that's kind of keeping him from. You know, are putting him in striking distance, honestly, is the fact that he really didn't get to test much throughout the whole draft process. So, the athletic testing and some of the pro day stuff, he really wasn't able to do as much of that. And there's like a lot of concerns, I think, about some of that, like athletic ability. God, I yeah. I'd take him. Yeah. I would trade up for him. I would be aggressive. I'd give up a second round pick yeah. to go get him at like that eighteen range. I have no problems doing that. But yeah, you know we we talked about like wide receiver, and I think some of that is trying to give different perspectives and like the boards fall so differently, especially with the Chiefs down at twenty nine, and we can't just say every time that we're going to trade up for Klon Farrell. I don't know if I'd love a wide receiver, yeah. but. Those are those are some situations we've had to address in the past. Yeah, I feel like if
1: we're gonna trade up, it's not gonna be for an offense. No,
3: offensive. I no,
1: see that because there's so much that's probably gonna fall. That's what I was asking too. Like, if there was any position in the draft that would fall, what I mean, what position predominantly do you think would be the class to kind of fall, like as far as position? Yeah, like and I think Talent that's wise.
3: that's the weird part. And I think that's why like the Chiefs, I don't feel great. About and we've we've all all of us here have been up and down on how we feel about what's going to be available to them in the draft. But I don't know if something. Sorry, I don't know if something great's really going to fall to them, right? And that's where I think there's just a lot of concern about you know how aggressive they're going to need to be to go identify and grab someone that's going to make an impact specifically on defense. Yeah, there's a million scenarios that could happen at twenty nine. You, they probably need to, you know, kind of create their own destiny and just move up and hope that the, the edge position someone falls down. Well,
2: you know, it's interesting you say that because I mean, I listened every time you've been on six ten with Bank and the other guys, and 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 that's something you always said that got me really excited is is you were of the belief and actually you like were so certain. I don't know if you still are. But because, like you said, there's it's been like a damn roller yeah. coaster. But you've said that you are convinced they're not staying at twenty nine, right? And I, <laughs> yeah. I just need to ask one question, and then I'll add another one. Uh, do you still believe they will not be at twenty nine when that time comes around? And two, how far up do you realistically see them going if they were to inevitably trade up?
3: I don't think they're picking at twenty nine. I okay. think Brett Veach will get bored. Like I just that Ooh, dude, he's he plays so aggressive. Plays mad man. He's, he's <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way he's doing it this off just can only tell you one thing that he's moving up in the draft
3: he he's a guy and this has been consistent not just with his draft stuff but if you look at how he's approached free agency and every move he's made when he likes a guy he does what he can to go grab him tried to trade for reggie raglan back in the day tried to trade for anthony hitchens earl thomas he and, and Earl Thomas was going to be a chief twice, 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 right? Fucking twice. Prove it,
2: deal. He's going to sign a one-year It just wasn't not meant to be. Kent. let's yeah. just be real right. here. Breaks his fucking leg. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> it did. I mean, it dude, sucks, man, that so was like, a heartbreaker. I was. Oh, well, it's yeah. a leg breaker. Imagine, that's what it was.
3: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. badger and badger and Earl together would no. have oh. been absurd. But like, I think that's the point. Is like, you know, Brett's always been about going and making sure he gets his guys. He believes in his people. He believes in himself and his ability to evaluate talent. So I think, you know, the same thing. I think he'll be aggressive trading up for a guy that they value. I could see it being Colin Farrell. Okay,
2: right? so on your guys' draft guide, you did say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you had him, you have Colin Farrell going 24th to the Raiders. Is that correct? Yeah, when we okay. did the
3: mock draft layout, you know, that that's – this is the thing, like when we kind of lay all this stuff out, that's where you get a little bit optimistic that in a trade-up, a guy like Farrell could fall. Sure, you know, When you're trying to stack all these players up against, and and I think that's where there's some optimism. Maybe not at 29, but 24, easy, you could move up. You talk about, you, you asked where I think they should move up to. A second-round pick can get them to 18. A third-round pick can get them to 21. So those are the, the two draft picks if a, they give a one. That's yeah. a
2: significant difference between 18 and 21, if we're being honest. Absolutely. There. It really is because, like you said, there is a chance of guys like Cleland Farrell, who you, you and I obviously have a major crush on, um, You know, he could fall, but falling to 18 is considered falling. Yeah. So you can't yeah. bet that he's going to fall three yeah. more spots. Right. Right, and sure. so it has to come down. Like you said, Brett Veach getting bored, but also – does Brett Veach not only feel like he's the kind of guy that he knows would make immediate impact, but also wants to keep him. Cause like I said, I trust you as his judgment. And according to you, not only would we miss out on Khalil and Farrell, but he'd be going to a rival of ours. Right. So that's right. a double. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. I yeah. You know what I, know know what I mean, mean.
3: Yeah, yeah so no, I no, definitely
1: can see the Raiders grabbing him or something.
3: Yeah, that's I mean, if they're not going to address edge early, if yeah. they don't go and grab an edge early, they've got two extra picks to do it and and Farrell could fall into their laps just based on, you know, where teams are prioritizing stuff. Like I think there's going to be a run on offensive linemen. You know, between let's call it 15 and 25, too. I think they're you know good ones in this class. Right. So, like it's just how the board's gonna play out. They gotta go up and get their guy if they're gonna get him. and Clone Farrell makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, and and for me, look, I look, I understand that I've heard all the arguments, literally of every position except like quarterback (laughs) and punter. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because obviously those are just not positions you even entertain the thought of, especially (laughs) with the position we're in now. Right. But quarterback, wide receiver, uh linebackers, uh out uh, offensive linemen, for me, like I try to envision how I would react to each one of those positions in the first <laughs> round. And I'm like, which one would I be the most mad about? Which one I'd be like, meh. And the other ones I'd be like, oh yes. You know what I mean? Like I'd be stoked. And to be honest with you, I feel like those positions, and again, I'm not the I'm not the draft expert here, man. But just from everything I've heard from you guys and from from other sources that I trust those positions are going to have some depth left in the second and third round. Sure. And with the chiefs having multiple. Them, yeah. Yes. So yeah, not yeah, all yeah. of them, obviously, right. but like cornerback, i from heard from you guys. There's gonna be some really good cornerbacks in this draft. Yeah. And Craig Stout actually did say um, that there's a chance if, if a, if a cornerback doesn't go in the first 25 picks this year, it's the first time since 1974.
3: Right. Something along those lines. And I think that yeah. there's, there's an outside chance that happens. Yeah. Like, I mean, cornerbacks come off the board at a premium but this year's kind of been a weird class where the best tape at the cornerback position outside of Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams is a very good cornerback but even him like there's some tackling concerns with him. A lot of the the better tape out there has athletic athleticism concerns like byron murphy you probably if you've listened to our pod you've heard us talk about yeah. byron yes. a lot oh, yes yeah. <laughs> um but a lot of these like second round prospects they're really good athletic testers really you know big physical long so it's it's kind of like a, a reverse of you know the it, it's a weird class in that regard I think the the sweet spot for cornerback specifically is the second round. Like right. you said, like there's a lot of there's probably 10, 15 guys that kind of fit the mold of like okay that would be a good player to have. He fits what Steve Spagnuolo likes, um, and so like it's 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 a weird navigation of the board this year. And that's like I think if they're gonna move up, they're gonna move up for edge and just hope to address cornerback in the second round. That's yeah. what I my gut tells me they're gonna
2: well, do. Well, I hope your gut's right, and I hope it ain't <laughs> the pizza we just yeah. grubbed on because I'm telling you, man, I, I this is my personal opinion. And, and I'm going to stick with it. I think the especially with Spagnola's style of defense, and we talked about how he has a, a type when he wants these physical, yep. you know, pass, uh, you long, know, guys that disrupt, distra- yeah, they disrupt the, the, the pass balls, lanes. Yeah, they don't. I, they, I'm not worried. I, we talked about this on our podcast last week. I'm not as concerned about the sack totals as I am opposed to making sure that the, the quarterback has his job as a living hell while facing uh, yeah, the Chiefs. So Affects the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Affect yeah. the quarterback. Yes. Knock Absolutely. him around. Yes. Knock him around. Bat the balls down. Like Chris Jones is very good at that. But if you've got a couple more guys that can do that on a consistent basis, cool. you're talking about a very dangerous defense. Yeah. Not, I'm not worried if they're going to be a top 10 defense, just a dangerous like Breland defense. Breland right. Speaks becomes a player. It, yes, it, it, and I'm going to ask you about that in right, a second actually sure. but because there's something you guys had mentioned on your uh, draft guide that I wanted to talk about when it comes to Breland Speaks. But sure. um, my focus is I want the Chiefs to have the best front seven they possibly can. I feel like if they can have a dominant front seven, this team is an absolute Super Bowl favorite. Because this, this defense consistently got beat up front, yeah, constantly. I know they got to the quarterback. That's yeah. fine. But Chris Jones had a career year. It, I I would be of the belief that Chris Jones is probably not going to have another 16-sack season in his career because of the defensive change.
3: Correct. So I agree.
2: So we have to f- kind of forget about that and not worry about those totals. Right. So get a front seven that is going to dominate field of position and make that quarterback work. So I, I, I'm glad you agree with me that mm-hmm. that's the kind of focus you want to have on this defense because obviously going cornerback in the first round would be fine. Right, But I feel like there's bigger needs on this defense even after they got Alex Okafor, even if they, after they got Emmanuel Ogba. Is it Ogba or Ogba, by the way? Uh, I mean, uh, who, gives who, yeah. who cares? It's, 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 I'm going to go with Ogba. It feels Ogba. right with Ogba. Okay? I'm going to go with Ogba. Uh, so, so even though they got those guys, yeah. I feel like they can still upgrade. Now, coming into Breland Speaks… Something you guys have said to your outlook was you believe that this this defense in particular fits him so much better. And Veach even admitted, admitted that as well. Yeah. And it's interesting because of the fact that you said – I think it was you that said on Twitter that you know it was almost like Veach was anticipating the moves that he was going to be making this offseason when it comes to changing the defense – Comes to changing the way this defense is going to play, not maybe not just three four to four three, yeah, but the fact that it he I think Veach had a plan further th- down the line than even just his rookie season with Breland speaks. So, yeah, what, what give awesome. the people a little bit of an idea of what you're expecting with guys like Breland speaks? Because I'll be honest with you. I didn't really like what I saw,
3: mm-hmm. and I'm I willing. Give, yeah, I'm, willing to give, I'm willing to give him a <laughs> chance because I do
2: believe this defense does fit him better. Obviously, as a defensive end in a four three scheme. Yeah, give us a little synopsis of what you believe he's going to give us in 2019.
3: Yeah, so I Breland Speaks was like a I I hated the draft pick when it happened. I thought he was like a, a day three defensive end, more maybe maybe even an interior defensive lineman when they took him. So I was confused why they are trying to make him play out of a two point stance and and rush the passer and drop. So he fits so much better in what Steve Spagnola is trying to accomplish. He ha- he has the length. Yep. He has the desirable length, the size. He gives great effort. Like one thing you saw with Speaks is he at least tries hard. Like, and like that's a good baseline. You want a good motor. guy's willing to do that. Spagnolo likes these kind of guys, let fit more the Breland Speaks mold. He's um, so he's better positioned just schematically to to do the things that that Steve Spagnola wants to do. He has the length, he has the density. He both Veach and Spagnolo like players that play with power. They like the power game. They don't, they're, they're not as interested in the speed game. I mean, obviously they'll take it, but they value that density before anything else. Where the
1: opposite line out?
3: Right. Yeah. And, and power rushers, yep. you know, affecting the quarterback collapsing the pocket using power to to kind of push and condense that space that's what man double teams too yeah Yeah, i
1: mean if you got three guys in there that can demand a double team
3: (laughs) that there is problems you got problems right yeah Yeah. so like i I, from that perspective speaks is better position to get to play with his hand in the dirt not have to play as a stand-up worry about pass and rush or run responsibilities, you know that kind of stuff. So he's he's better positioned. We'll see if he's actually, you know, he didn't look particularly slim. No, checking <laughs> to in, say the least. <laughs> he looked like a three tech. He looked like an interior <laughs> defensive lineman. But I, if if Speaks is going to work out, it's going to be in this kind of scheme compared to what was last, what we saw last year. With okay. him.
2: Now, obviously, I'm a big Clemson guy because, like I said, I, I really like to see Clinton Farrell in the Chiefs uniform, and I think Clemson develops good NFL players, quite frankly. Um, and in particular, um, a guy that I have a lot of faith in that is a third-round pick from last year's draft, Dorian O'Daniel. Yes, my um, not just because he uses my beard products that I make, but <laughs> no, I'll put that aside. I mean, that doesn't hurt, little though, right? selfish mean, you know, plug. Here. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. Humble brag here. But, <laughs> um, but he's a great guy, and I think that he's got – so I think he's got something to his game, and unfortunately, I just don't think he fit last year. Right. And I think he's just too talented not to have a good opportunity this year. So, um, to to kind of piggyback off the question I asked about Breland, you also touched about that in the KC draft guide as well. You guys did, and I kind of want to get an idea also what you think about what do you, realistically what do you, what are you expecting by week seventeen? What did we see from Dorian O'Daniel this year?
3: This year, I, I think Dorian O'Daniel is again another guy that's as well positioned to to have success in this defense. As a Will linebacker, he's going to play as a Will linebacker uh, in that 4-3 defense, and he might wind up being your starter. Yeah. I, you know, The Chiefs have been talking a lot about Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens being your Mike and Will linebackers, and that just does not make sense because mm-hmm. I don't think either of those guys have the coverage ability or athleticism to succeed. That seems like a very old-school approach. Mm-hmm. I think it's just lip service. o'daniel's perf- it fit perfectly as a Will so linebacker. Versatile. And he, yeah, he's got some coverage ability. Yeah. He's got great yeah, he's athleticism. So well. He's got he's his three cone last year was one of the best in in the class. Yeah. So like, there's a lot to like about his skill set there. I think in I've heard some things that kind of indicate he might have been a little bit, of, bit a little bit slow to pick up everything that's, uh, that's last right. year, and you could probably tell at times. And I, I don't think they trusted him, you know, th- at, for a for a large portion of the season. Yeah. I think you know he's got a year in a in a in a in a defensive. Or he's got a year in the league. Yeah, he's he's got a new defensive coordinator that's going to help him be better positioned. Yeah, so I think he's I think he's in a a better position than he's ever been. He's another guy he could thrive with this scheme, and hopefully, you get more out of this class because those two guys making an impact. I like Derek Nani for what he is as a you know a one and a half down player with Mm -hmm. the first and second down in, in in heavier personnel and stuff, but. Those two making an impact would be a huge help for Steve Spagnuolo and this team.
1: Well, I think the key cog, too, is having elite safety play this year now.
2: Yeah. We didn't have that all year last year. No, it wasn't even that we didn't have elites. We had we horrific had, right. we we had some, there was some.
1: It was bad. bad, it, was bad. Yeah. it was really bad. For the most part, I'm saying, and that changes everything now that we have an elite you know, centerpiece of that defense yeah. now. So having someone that can lead and, and communicate with guys. I mean, we've seen when Eric Berry was coming in. He was chewing dudes' asses left and right. Because yeah. everyone's out of position left and right, so it's like now that we're going to have a guy that's going to be the vocal leader in that backfield, that's going to help everybody else so much more. And Chris Jones doesn't have to worry about you know them screwing up behind him when he's doing his thing.
2: It's going to be fun to watch, man. I think I think Tyron Matthews is going to change everything. To and and, and to true. piggyback on that, obviously, is you know th- there's been some big moves this offseason. I think you know I've I've heard a lot of complaining about oh you know I don't think the Chiefs defense is better. For me, changing the scheme alone makes this defense better because I think guys fit better. And and I, we we've talked about this on our show several times. Binkley agreed with what we said uh, when he was on a couple weeks ago. And I don't know. I don't know exactly your thoughts on it. I I assume what you're going to say and what you think. But for me, the Chiefs got rid of big names, not big time players anymore. Sure. D Ford had one really good season, and I will give him credit for that. But let's be honest here. He knew he was fighting for a next his next contract. Now he did play ball literally and figuratively, where he said he would take the franchise tag, and he ultimately did until he got traded. But the point remains this defense had to make significant changes. And Justin Houston at 30 years old, with the injury problems he's had and the caps, the cap hit he took up, with Eric Berry not playing essentially for two seasons, yeah. uh, you know, with, with D Ford lining up off sides that cost us essentially an AFC championship. Uh, and again, with him having one great season in five years, I don't see how this is in any way a negative thing and i want to get your thoughts on that because i feel like our fan base and people that talk and touch on the chiefs a lot are scared because they're losing big names but if they know this game well enough they know that losing big names isn't always a bad thing as long as True. the scheme is effective and efficient and you have the right pieces in place
3: yeah and i think it's a very nuanced conversation in general because like if i'm i'm not sure that this defense is as currently constructed, and this is obviously before the draft, I don't know if they are more talented. And you saw the sack production. You saw the ability to disrupt. Everything else about that defense was abysmal. So I think maybe not from a talent perspective, I don't know if they have as much talent as they did last year necessarily, but I I am of the belief that with the excellent staff that they've put together, it's not just Spagnuolo, yeah. Brennan Daly coming over from the Patriots, House. And Matt House, who when we wrote an article about defensive coordinator candidates, we thought Matt House was a defensive coordinator candidate coming from Kentucky because he's got an eye for talent. You might see some Kentucky guys get taken, (laughs) you know, and it might happen. But I I, I think you've got a great staff. I think they've done a good job of bringing in more talent. They've moved on from your to your point, big contracts. And they they didn't get. Eric Berry played two games in the last two years and had giant cap hits. The last two years, yep. they played with their with one of their hands tied behind their back Absolutely. on defense and financially. So, yeah, I I think they're trending in a direction where they're not going to be as talented, but they could they can very easily be better than they were last year as a unit with the staff with the with the personnel they've brought in. I, I feel good about where they're at where they're at and where they're heading. Plus, Brett Veach will be continually trying to add stuff all the way up to, to week one, too. Okay, I, yeah. They're in good shape. They'll be in good shape. When you, when you talk to me in September, I think we'll all feel better that this defense will not be the 31st best defense right. in football. It's just
1: scheme matters, too, like we talked Sure, about absolutely. So us, I think us, we've obviously made the proper moves to stop the run first. We got all these big you know, mm-hmm. body-clogging mm-hmm. kind of guys that are going there and stuff the run. Guys that are known about stuffing the run and batting balls down. So, us winning up front first before we even really, I mean, there's so many talented guys, obviously, we can draft corner wise and safety wise because deep in this draft. Um, But yeah, just scheming to stop the run is the biggest thing because we kept getting, we'd we'd get a sack on a second down. We'd allow a third, you know, a third and long conversion or allowing early runs to kill us, you know, kill the momentum of each game. So, that's stopping the run first is obviously the the goal. So,
2: for me, just cutting the dead weight of Bob Sutton, Eric Berry. Justin Houston, no offense, yeah. I love Justin Houston, Changes big fan, support, right? But it, it needed to happen in D yeah. Ford. I did not have faith that he was going to have a long-term successful career, and I think the Niners once. kind of bit too much, you know, more than they probably should have. Yeah, been I mean, on, they, they,
3: the Chiefs did good to get to get what they got for D I right, yeah.
2: and so. That's what I'm saying. I think that as long as the defense is just progressing, I'm not expecting them to be top 10. I, I don't think that's realistic, and I don't, I don't think that's fair to Spagnola right. and, and Matt House and these other guys that are trying to put hard work into And this. they don't need that. They don't need that. Just,
1: yeah, just, just hold teams to
2: 25 points. The if, 20th best defense in football just, yeah. next year, they're probably in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Because, look, the way I see it is, look look at the Patriots. I, I've used this example 15 times, I swear, on the show. <laughs> they, You couldn't name me three or four defensive players on that defense. Yeah. But in that first half against the AFC Championship, you couldn't have told me which defense led the league in sacks. Yeah. Right. That's my point. And so they, it's a scheme.
3: You're right. It's Absolutely. scheme. And I think the combination of Spagnolo and the combination of Brendan Daly, they're gonna be able to build a rush plan. They're gonna affect, like you guys said, affecting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just sacks, That's but sure. it's affecting the quarterback. You're gonna get a little bit of productivity a little bit of disruption from everyone including the honey badger he's going to yes. come off you know he's going to come from the nickel so you're going to get um a lot of creative pressures you're going to get a a well developed pass rush plan that's going to help them affect the quarterback and that's all you can ask for it's not they're not gonna lead the league in sacks next year. and I think we all know that. Yeah. They're probably gonna be middle of the pack.
1: I think we're gonna blitz a ton though.
3: I absolutely I There's think you, be a lot
1: of zone blitzing
3: going on. Stunts and twists yep. up front to like just a a a diverse group of, of pass rush, you know, uh move like they're just gonna have a a a wide plan. And he's actually
1: gonna mix it up unlike Sutton. Yeah. Sutton is so predictable. He keeps
2: his guys Correct. Work, at all at all times. Right. So he doesn't move anybody around. So right, yeah,
3: right. Sure. That's
2: the that's the biggest thing for me, man, is you know, you can have your opinion on you know who was truly at fault of who lost that game. For me, it's the lack of adjustment never, and awareness as a defensive coordinator. I know he's gone, so I don't want to bit bag on the old man anymore, but <laughs> my point is he had five, he had five opportunities, five seasons to really oh, actually six, six seasons to make something happen. And he did not adjust. He had talent around him. When he came in here in 2013, that was a very talented defense. Yeah. And they they were, I think they finished seventh that year. But my point is is that it got progressively worse. He refused to adjust. You heard that in the locker room. And in my opinion, I think Patrick Mahomes had a lot to do with, because if let's be real here, he's the second most, Bink says this all the time, he's the second most important man in Arrowhead is yeah. Patrick Mahomes. He so might he, be the
3: first, even though Andy's amazing. Well, I'm, and talking I, um, I'm talking about Clark Hunt. I'm talking about Clark because he's the
2: owner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, he, if, if he said, you know what, we're letting go of Patrick Mahomes, it is happening. It would be the <laughs> worst decision of his life. <laughs> but he would, he has the ultimate power and ultimate say. But when it comes to actual personnel, yeah. Patty is the man. Yeah. And I think that he said, you know what, we're not losing games like this. We're not going to lose like I'm not going to go out here and, ha- and have the ball when you know it's op- an opportunity for me to you know pro, uh, pro, uh, uh, elevate my legacy and to put us into the Super Bowl my first year. So I feel good. I feel really good about this. Um, but unfortunately, and we're going to continue on this in the next segment. Unfortunately. This offseason hasn't exactly been all about positive things. Right. You would think being in the AFC Championship being this close. It never so is getting Kansas to the Super Bowl. City, though. Yeah, It never <laughs> is. And that's what we're going to talk about because yeah, all nice we're stuff. all woe is me guys. You know what yeah. I mean? We're all Kansas City guys, so we understand this all yeah, too well. Right. So in this pity party. So we're going to get back to that, guys. We're going to talk a little bit about Tyreek Hill's situation, uh, what we know, what we don't know, where the hell we even stand in all of this, what we believe. Um, and we're going to touch on Chris Jones's potential contract as well. How serious are the Chiefs taking his value, what they see for him as a long-term option. And we'll get back to that after this. Casey Hardgoods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hardgoods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Located in the historic Westport District, Modern Man Supply Company is your Kansas City's new home for men's retail. From apparel to pomade and home goods to beard care, they offer a wide range of men's products from independent companies from around the world. Follow them at Modern Man Supply Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, 80s and 90s pop culture, and the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand-printed in Kansas City using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them, we are wasteland society on Instagram. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two, episode 10, here in the Casey Beardco Studios. I'm here with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell, and our guest in the Modern Man Supply Company guest seat, <gasps> my dude from Arrowhead Pride, lead draft and film analyst, Kent Swanson. What's up, brother? I like the seat. <laughs> it's very I'm comfortable, digging huh? the seat. It's comforting.
3: You got a name for it and Yeah, everything. man. Come yeah. On. Shout
2: out to my guy, Joshua Wilson, owner of Modern Man Supply Company, for sponsoring oh, this. Wow. Um, great, great store out there in Westport. Uh, all, the, all the things that guys li- are into you know, when it comes to beard products, when it comes to hair products, when it comes to apparel. Uh, it's just a really nice place to go and hang out and have a beer, too. So definitely go check them out at Modern Man Supply Company in Westport um i left it off uh right where right where i wanted it to because i felt like this is obviously the biggest story because like i said obviously with all the hard work you guys have put into this draft and i don't want to i don't want to downplay that at all that's why i wanted to start off with this you're good buddy it's <laughs> okay. all good i've talked <laughs> guys, a lot of draft the last four months so you're we're, ready? we are all right we, we can, can talk, talk about whatever stuff. you want i'm good with whatever <laughs> all right well we're gonna start talking fishing so no, I'm but <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> so that, that's it that's it that's time it's the end of the show no. man so Obviously, the biggest story of the entire offseason, uh, there's no question about it. It's about the Tyreek Hill ordeal. Uh, whether you believe he's guilty, whether you believe you know that it's innocent until proven guilty, it does not matter where we stand. The point remains that this has been the biggest talking point of the offseason. In fact, Sorry. I would go as far as to say that even if it was Patrick Mahomes' contract year, I think this story would be right up there with it because of the fact that we know the value of Tyreek Hill. We know what he is to this team, but furthermore, it hits home for a lot of people yeah. because a lot of families have dealt with similar situations, whether we have the facts or not. And so tonight, you know, we've touched on this many times. I was shook when the story initially came out uh, last last a year month. A year ago. It yeah, feels no, it feels like, like it. it. Yeah, no yeah. shit. But I'm still kind of at the exact same place I was before. And, and I asked Binkley the same question. I asked him, do you think he's going to be on the team week one? He said, yes. I'm of that belief as well. But this isn't just a football thing, man. It goes into family situations, and I hate touching on those things. Right. So I try to be very sensitive about it. But KCTV5 just recently came out with their article, which was so well done. Shout out to them. That was some really good news, really good journalism. And I felt like I actually learned a little bit about the situation a little bit more. And um, it's funny because Eddie actually had a similar situation with his family uh, without going into too many, too many details. Eddie, give – because when everybody talks about removing a child from the home, uh, they automatically think the worst. They think that something actually had to have happened. Right. Eddie, give us a little bit about what happened in your family situation. I guess it's just kind of like uh, like protocol for them. Just,
0: just- – in case that it's actually happening, it kind of prevents yeah. prevents it from happening again. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're guilty. It just means that the child will be in safe hands. Well, it's, in the meantime, it's not criminal court. It's, it, family it's not court. Yes. family court. Yes. Yeah, people got to know the understand the difference. It, exactly. Sure. It, it's just to see if they can keep their their son. Pretty much. Right. That's what they're fighting for. You know. So, but him lose not losing his kid, but his kid being taken away by child services. Yeah. It. it <sighs> It's nothing to be surprised about, I kind of expected it, knowing how they go about handling this thing, so I mean it it's really no news to me it, it's more like oh, okay, so what what's what's next like it's what's the real news yeah you know what I mean like what's the real news what 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 can I get from yeah, for us from just something sucks. we already like being,
1: knew just being left in the dark on like what they're checking in on like what did something actually happen right. to kid? Like we're so left in the dark on what actually the, the happened. The way the
0: Kansas City Star handled this situation was just not the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they just released this story just to have a story. And, and I believe that kind of like that's what made this national deuce because of
2: how they worded it and how things were said. Well, let's be honest. Because of the fact that – and we talked about this before the show even started, before you know, before you got here, Kent, that we said that – and this is my personal belief – that if it wasn't because of his past – I don't think this situation would be nearly enough. And I know we've been saying a lot. I want to get your thoughts on this, but I don't think this situation would be as high. I definitely think it'd be a story. Sure. He's a but star, yeah. it's because of his past. That I think this is more of what it is than, you know, than it should probably be. But I want to get your thoughts on this. Let us know what you think. What is your thoughts on this entire Tyreek Hill situation?
3: Yeah. I was thinking about just what you just said. First off, like I think, In general, the fact that the child was removed, I think, is in a lot of ways a good thing because this whole thing has been magnified. But I mean, this is—you talk about the realities of the world. You talk about, you know, some of these things just to make sure that kids are safe is what's most important, anyway. And I think about—I think about the Tyreek Hill situation. I think about the Robert Kraft situation. It kind of brought stuff to light about the realities of this world. You know, in Kareem Hunt, and yeah. you talk about things with you know like sex trafficking, tra- sex trafficking, yeah. oh, and, and oh, child oh. abuse, and family, broken families. You think about all that yeah. stuff at the yeah. same time. Like, yeah, this is being brought to light, but like this is a reality that we don't often think enough about or or ponder. So, just saying that off the top of the off the top, I, you know, I, making sure kids are okay,
0: I think that's the yep. number is one the priority. high priority. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. Now, with this whole Tyree Kill situation, I do agree. If if he didn't have his past. This may the story might have been a, a little different or covered a little bit different and all that stuff. I think it probably would have been brought to the attention. Or maybe there's just that preconceived notion has you know has started this process we along. Someone got yeah. reported because they know the tendencies or what has happened in the past. Like that might be part of this too. Um, but I think that is kind of the realities of when you take a, a risk on a guy like Tyreek Hill when he, when he's first drafted these are the things that happen these are the things that follow with him whether or not what what i when i don't mean by the, he did this or, yeah, but right. the the coverage of it the perception of it the entire thing the media is going to be paying attention to these kind of things so i think this is kind of a byproduct of you know the realities that he's going to have to face and it might his his you know a lot of people talked about how his past you know he got to go play in the national football league right and people thought he shouldn't have and, you know, didn't want to give him a second chance and didn't think he was going to, you know, he was getting he wasn't getting punished enough. Well, he might be now. Yeah. Whether or not this happened, it could completely destroy his family and it, it might destroy his opportunities in the National Football League. I um I've tried to kind of stay mostly away from my opinions on what I think will happen for the most part. Um, What you know, what I coverage and all that stuff. I've tried to stay mostly away from that, but um I think what you're seeing is the ramifications of this entire saga since he was selected. I think a lot of this stuff is, you know, rightly or wrongly, it is going to follow him and frankly, it probably should follow him. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Um I hope I hope this isn't true. I hope there's nothing stemming from this. I hope that um I hope that family is restored, you know. I tyree Hill was trending to be a phenomenal story yeah you know he
1: was getting engaged you know he was doing the right thing i was the right steps. i was
3: so like i was really proud of what you saw from him yeah his growth him on field and off that exactly yep. it was so exciting and you know this whole thing is care is following him we'll see what happens with right. it uh but personally for for the sake of a family for the sake of um this whole thing i hope it's not true beyond just the football stuff however there are big decisions to make about yeah. this yeah. with the football team it affects, you know, it, it affects everything and that's
2: why that's why i'm of the belief that he will be on the team this season now yeah. what goes on after this the season that's is. that's the question you know sure. are the chiefs really going to give him a long term deal uh, i think the chiefs are in a really tough situation and i, I don't often defend the brass i i often defend the player But in this particular situation, I actually am going to defend the Chiefs because I think they're handling it really well. I think that they're allowing it to play itself out. They're not, you know, jumping out ahead. They're not making any rash decisions, and that, quite frankly, is just the way they do things. They're very, they're a very level-headed organization. Sure. Um. And and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to what you just said because I actually agree with everything you just said because when they drafted Tyreek Hill, I immediately heard all the stories and I heard all the the negativity and. And obviously I had my suspicions of like, man, well, I hope that, and I was just thinking this dude was going to be a special teamer, you know, yeah. fifth round no one pick. thought he was going to be yeah. what he was So That's fifth round pick. Was, to begin with. Yeah, exactly. He was a running back converted right. to wide yeah. receiver. Like we don't know what this guy was capable of. And all of a sudden he just blew up on year. the spot. He blew up on the spot. Yeah. So had a very Antonio Brown esque arriving, you know, like just, you know, you don't expect him, but it, it does break my heart, man, because even if it isn't true, like if he has really no attachment to it at all, it just it really sucks because I do believe there was some truth about that big time deal he was supposed to be getting. Sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was from his camp or if it was actually the Chiefs really thinking about paying him a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I don't know, but I was anticipating it as a fan because right. I felt like he earned it. Yeah. And it really sucks that we're now sitting here going, He might not be on this team now. <laughs> like right. we went from right. we went from him making more money than OBJ to now. Oh shit! We might not so have him this season. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So that that's everything's that's the up in the year part. now, right? It's so it, frustrating. It, it just
3: it, it's a it's a cloud looming over the draft, over free agency, yes. over the season. I mean,
2: and what they're building upon. What they're building mean, I mean, you're <laughs> talking about the most successful season the Chiefs have had in decades, man. Yeah. And it's so disappointing that instead of us sitting here right now going, "Hey, man, look, the schedule." I mean, the health <laughs> of this guy, the development of this guy. Like, it yeah. could be in the Super Bowl. Like, Patrick Levon Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> your, your boy, you know, friend of the show. No, I'm just But I mean, like, that, that, I wish that was the topic of discussion right. here. Instead, I feel like we have to almost be like New York media style where we're talking about all the negative things, but we can't help it because this is such a humongous I story. I don't
1: know but I want to know. I wish we could get to the bottom of it before yes. the draft. Right. I yeah, know yeah, that's yeah. not a reality. I mean, yeah. But it just sucks because that changes our whole mindset going to the draft because we don't know right. if we should take a stud wide receiver. Right. Granted, there's a great wide receiver class yeah. coming in next year.
3: It's a so bonkers we, wide we receiver could, class <laughs> next year. Totally,
1: we could totally just pass on this wide receiver class this year and be fine. We still got Sammy Watkins. We got some guys. We can maybe bring in another veteran, you know, a Dontrell Inman or somebody along the lines of that. But man, it's, just, it's frustrating. Well, I know we're not going to know
2: anything. There is wow. something though that, doesn't have to loom over the offseason for us, and that is uh, about the best or maybe the most valuable defensive player on this team, and that is Chris Jones. Um, I'm going to get out ahead and just say it right now, Kent. I think it's common sense. You have to pay this guy his money. Yeah, He's too far valuable. He's not even 25 yet. Yeah. he's ha- He's never missed a game in his career. I mean, he's been productive beyond productive. He is, a, he is a fan favorite. I mean, it just goes across the board. This guy needs to get paid. I understand the risk. I understand the fact that that there you can make a million different excuses, but the point remains, this guy is a central focal point of what this defense will or won't be next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real here. So, I don't even think – and we talked about this last week because I was getting so angry, and I was hearing people in media talking about, yeah. well, maybe they shouldn't have – you know, they shouldn't pay him the $20 million a year that he's going to probably get. And I'm sitting here going, what legitimate reason is there that outweighs the actual common sense side of things? Yeah. You can talk yourself out of anything. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah. I can talk myself out of having a good beer after a long day. Is that what I want to do? Nope. Because it's common <laughs> sense. I want that beer. So my point is with Chris Jones. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know your thoughts on him. Yeah. But my, my thought is. If, if this defense is actually going to be better next season it's only common sense that you show him the loyalty that he deserves because he's given it back man right he's shown this franchise he wants to be in Kansas City and he's been so productive
1: well we've already cleaned house too we can't afford to give it we've already given up all of our other big names <laughs>
2: we can't afford to
1: I, just completely to you know what i other guy yeah. any like you
2: said you don't even know what the talent level is going to be this yeah, year we
1: can't afford that what
2: what are we talking about when it comes to not locking up the guy you know is what he's capable he wants of to be here too, so clean. what's your thoughts on this man i mean there's a
3: lot of th- i have a lot lot of thoughts running through my head actually (laughs) i mean first off imagine if chris jones got hurt this year what does this defense look like yeah it's terrifying
1: how bad we'd be last year i just peed a little i I mean yeah no no, for sure games in the sack i mean
3: that dude i mean that guy is the focal point of this defense you have you found dudes on the edge like okafor and agba and and you you know you're trying to you're trying to cobble together some pass rush productivity you're hoping breland speaks takes the next step but you have one dude that's done it you have one dude that has played at a high level that's effective they need this dude to make this thing work and if they lost chris jones yeah it would be terrifying like i was looking at kind of like the sack totals for the chiefs like last year this year they have Guys, that everybody that's on their roster right now from other teams from the Chiefs, they like about 35 sacks in the building, but 15 and a half of them were Chris Jones. Right. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, this is
1: our Aaron Donald, man. It makes no mean, sense. Yeah. You don't so, let guys like that walk.
3: You, you're, you're stuck in a weird spot, right? Because, like, and this goes, I mean, Tyreek Hill, this whole thing looms over this situation too. Absolutely. They were going to pay Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I think they were going to see how Chris Jones did, if they could, if he could do it another year, if he responded well to Brendan Daly. A complete like Brandon Daly is he's a dude mm-hmm. and he's gonna get after you. He, you got to make sure that that dynamic's that gonna work like, okay, point, yeah. because this is it's gonna be a culture shock for the defensive line, yeah. I think because Br- Coach Reed, Andy yeah. Reed's son's not gonna be leading the room anymore. Christ, no, <laughs> it's gonna be a dude that came from New England that knows how to do it, yeah. that has been a part of a, of an organization that has high standards for everyone in the building it's you just you can it's gonna be a culture shock i think so you got to see how that dynamic works i think they wanted to pay tie this year i think they wanted to let chris jones prove it another year see if that dynamic works Mm -hmm. and then and then pay him next year i was
1: all for that too man
3: but now but i get what it's a like do you go and do the do you do the chris jones deal this year do you just let this whole situation play out I mean, there's a lot of dynamics here and a lot of decisions. These little decisions. I mean, if if Chris Jones and Brendan Daly aren't aren't a match made in heaven, what well, happens?
2: Yeah, and see, this is why this is why I think it's common since You pay him now because of the fact, like I said, his age. You pay him right now, you get him on a five year deal. He won't even be thirty by the time that contract's up. Yeah. Second of all, he's never missed a game. Like I said, if he had if he had durability issues, yeah. I wouldn't be on board.
1: Well, he said too if, if him and
2: no, really I don't, yeah. don't mesh. totally agree with that. My point that is I would choose a player can, over a coach leave. any day. I'm just in my personal, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's my I, personal opinion I, I on that matter. On that. The chemistry thing is very big. I yeah. agree. And I think they can make that work.
3: But I don't know if, I don't know if Andy Reid would, I don't know if a coaching staff would because they want to try to create, you know, they, they, yeah. they create culture. this culture. Sure. They're trying to build a culture yeah. and they're trying to, they're starting that culture yeah. from scratch yeah. on defense. Yeah. Do you want a hung? You want a hungry Chris Jones. And that's, these are but these are these are why these dudes are paid a lot of money to make these decisions. Cause oh. these are I mean on their on on their face, like, yeah, pay Chris Jones, take care of him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you gotta make sure that dude's motivated. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. gotta make sure you gotta keep that carrot in front of like some guys need the carrot. And that's my point. Some though, guys Kent, need the carrot. That's
2: yeah. my my point though about him because of the fact that he wasn't on a contract year last year. Right. And he gave that defense was thirty first in the NFL, yeah. and he gave it his all. Mm-hmm. Like I always think got, that carrot is still him. very much in front of him.
3: But he was eligible for an extension
2: Ex- I this get, year, I get so that. you could extend him right now. Guessed. So
3: there is a carrot there that, that still. Is, that's a fair point. It's My, not a
2: dire straits carrot, but it's it's, it's it's yeah. it's still out there. The thing is also is that you look at most successful, like great all time defensive lineman, like I think Chris Jones can be they all became what they were around 24, 25 years old. Oh, sure. So that's my point. Look, like, like, no one's regretting paying Aaron Donald. Now, Aaron Donald is better than Chris Jones, but it's like 1A, 1B it's, in a lot of areas. Yeah. He's not far off from him. Aaron Donald is better, but my point is that you cannot name me a list of guys right now that you would sign at those positions over right. Chris Jones. and, you, back without, and Aaron Yeah, you couldn't take e. two breaths by saying other names. Like it is, <laughs> it is Aaron Donald and then Chris Jones, in my opinion. It's right there. And my – and again – I think also, and this might be a little selfish as a Chiefs fan, I think they need some good PR right now. <laughs> I think if they said, hey, we just signed Chris Jones to a five-year, $90 million, whatever the case would be. 60- I think it'd be more than that. Oh, it's going to be. It's going <laughs> <been> to 117 <laughs> according to Spotlight. Yeah, 117 I mean, million. I think Tyreek Tyre Hill screwed himself. It's,
1: I don't think he's getting
2: the money. That no, no, of course him. not. That
1: everything.
2: 20 him. million a year you give to Chris Jones. I know the fans, uh, there's the the, the the typical, oh, my God, what are they going to do with the salary cap? Like, There's going to be those fans. But there's also going to be almost like a distraction. You know yeah. what I mean for the team and for the fan base, where they can start talking about something else other than pillar. the negativity. He's a
1: pillar of this team. You don't you don't get rid of guys that are pillar pieces that hold this team up.
2: And maybe and maybe I'm just too optimistic. No, no. But I really believe Chris Jones is going to stay hungry. I just I, there's something about his charisma yeah. that isn't fake, that isn't driven just by money. It's clearly driven by money to some form. Mm. Of, everyone is, but. I think it's because he loves football and he loves doing what he's doing. Like he loves being that guy. I went to seven chiefs games last year. That's the most I've been in probably 20 years. Okay. And I saw him constantly getting the crowd involved. Constantly, yeah, even when lines. they were even giving the him 500 way. yards yeah. in a game, that's yeah. yeah. 34 to 37. He's still it's like, throwing like them arms up, too.
1: dude. Did the same way. Yeah, yeah. you
2: know. So the, my point is, I want to keep those kind of guys, sure. Because I, 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 I love yes, this joke. Yes, yes. my, like, my
1: <laughs> thing is too. now that he <laughs> has Tyron Matthew, them two being a duo now, being two guys that are hyped, you know, very smart guys. They're gonna. I think they're gonna team up so well. And I just don't want to. I mean, if we want to let him play out this year and see if he can, you know, prove it again. I'm, I'm, I'm not against that either, but I, I, me personally, I would lock him up,
3: man. And I, I will add to all this. I think, you know, you make a really strong get, case for why Chris Jones should be extended this year. And so I think you just kind of got to look through the rest of this off and say, if, if you start hearing buzz about that, if you hear that they're working on a deal, a lot of these questions, and a lot of these, a lot of these things we're talking about have been answered, right? Because on its face, Chris Jones, you, you do it yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. So w- you, you kind of got to read between the lines, and me and Craig, and this is stuff we try to, we, we look through all this stuff, because we, we got to kind of think, you got to try to contextualize everything, right? Why have we not heard, why were they prioritizing Tyreek Hill over Chris Jones? But
1: then we heard the news that they were working on a deal with him, what it was like three weeks ago or something well, like that? Well, yeah, so when did, like did like that start? leakage. There, you know, I
3: don't know if I've heard a ton concretely to say that they're working with True. Chris Jones, but you you kind of just got to read between some lines their their reasoning might be some of that intangible stuff that we aren't really privy to right maybe they and these are just speculations but yeah. like if you don't hear about them talking about a Chris Jones extension this year and they want to keep him hungry then there's a reason they want to keep him hungry right yeah. Yeah. you know like i think that's what you kind of just got to i don't like i mean I've I've been doing this enough. I, I haven't been doing this for too long. It's been only been a couple of years, but to know, like you know, you gotta gotta take everything. You look on its face and then ask if it makes sense. And so, if if it doesn't hundred percent make sense, there's something underlying there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think like that's just kind of my thing. I let them tell me on some things. I do believe it or not. Like I know there's been some very disruptive changes that this organization's right. made, moving on from Marcus Peters and stuff like that. Like they've made some big moves in the last two years. Nothing has been easy for this organization, right? right? You know, they fired John Dorsey when no one thought they would fire John Dorsey. They traded Marcus Peters. They cut Jeremy Mag. Like all these big, drastic moves, I believe, and I, I actually have a lot of trust in in that group for for the decision making yeah. process for the most part. Maybe not last year's draft, <laughs> but I, that aside, <laughs> those are the things. Like I, 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 I try to take, I, I try to like, cons- I try to contextualize everything, right? So like that's just it's it's a weird spot for me. They we'll see. Yeah, and it, I think I think what you if 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 they sign Chris Jones in an extension this year, all those questions that we're talking about have been answered. Absolutely. But if not, right. I mean, then there's probably something underneath there, right?
2: Yeah, and 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 you said something that stuck out with me earlier when you said you think that there's a chance Brett Beach gets bored. <laughs> because, let's be honest, it is Veach season. That's yeah, what I, I, call, I call it Beach season, dude. I dig fleece it. fleece by Veach. That's what I always say. He's fleecing folks out there left and right when it comes <laughs> to these trades, but. Speaking of trades, I want to touch on this really briefly, man. I, there's still guys out there I think the Chiefs really want. I think Frank Clark is, is a guy they've been wanting. Personally, I really wanted Patrick Peterson. I've wanted him some last season, but that it sounds like he's going to stay. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes. You know, there's guys out there. You and I talked months ago. I said I wanted Anthony Barr. Like, I, I'm selfish when it comes to these guys because I feel like they can make immediate impact. What is your thoughts? Do you think that there is still one more big trade before the draft, or what do you think is going to happen, man?
3: You know, there's a lot of Frank smoke. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at like there's just there seems to be a lot that she's getting connected to them a lot. You you hear about like some of the the ways that that uh, the GM in Seattle Schneider, well, I don't remember his first name, but you John know John Schneider, John Schneider, yeah. Yeah. he's been talking like he had some comments last yesterday that were very vague about they love Frank Clark, but like it wasn't like a fervent commitment mm-hmm. to him. There's a lot of smoke to that, Frank. They
1: might not have the money to pay him.
3: They, they're, I, they're,
1: exactly. They're like broke now. <laughs> yeah, like, like, they just I, paid yeah.
2: Russell $140 million yeah, I don't, dollars, like. I don't know how Russell's <laughs> contract has hit the books, but uh, like, yo, for Seattle, him, it <laughs> does, like, <laughs>
1: I got yeah. a deal, Tom. That's why. y'all Seattle. I
2: yeah. he it's on his press conference. You know, I'm very glad that we're here I today. I just want to dude. tell you guys, the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to take solid it, solid it to solid the solid next level. level, guys, brothers. Join in arms with me as we pray. Bro, the,
3: <laughs> this, this dude is down. the most like up, like he's just yeah, the most up and down. He's, he's a complete goober, but he's just, a great quarterback.
2: Let's just yeah, be honest. Like, I was post-coital voice. I asked, I asked, I asked Eddie this. I said, if we did not have Patty right now. You could not <laughs> name a two to three quarterbacks you'd rather have than Russell I Wilson. mean, he's up there. Let's be honest, man. Let's he's be up honest there. here. So, no, but I, I'm actually with you. A Frank Clark was kind of like a distant dream for me yeah. because I felt like this is the kind of guy that would be really, really good in this it system. So and sense. But I was like, man, there's other guys I'd rather have like before him, honestly. But as those guys kind of just fell to the wayside or signed to other places, I'm like, okay, you know yeah. what? Let's get Frank Clark. And Bink, one you guys, I've man. heard you guys talk about him. I've heard Bink talk about yeah. him. It makes so much sense, dude. Like I think it needs to happen.
3: I'm just be real. He he fits the length kind of. uh, He kind of fits that criteria. He's he's nasty. He's disruptive. He's productive. Yeah. He though again another yep. He comes with baggage. Yeah, he does. Off-field it's stuff. It's just yeah. like it, and like it, nothing is easy for this, this team.
1: His college, it was in college days. Right? It was in early, college. Early.
3: It, it was in Michigan. Yeah. So probably kind of a age. similar timeline to Tyreek Hill with his age and stuff like that. And yeah. there was an incident with two kids there and a lady. And I mean, I don't know. From all indications, he's turned his life around and yeah. like he's made the most of his his opportunity. Right. Right um but you know like i think even that kind of adds some elements there from a football standpoint though this dude too I, much sense too much sense yeah. I and mean, he you're paying if you have to pay him now. That now the Chris Jones yeah. conversation yeah. Well, it would make yeah. changes a little bit Jones too. Right, right, maybe, right? That's,
2: maybe that's what they're waiting on is to see if they can There's go and so land a big shark, the air, man. and then they didn't want to give Chris Jones a, it a year. All hinges on Tyreek
1: right now. I guarantee you, it all hinges on
2: Tyreek right now. Well, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. To, to go back to that just for a second, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I don't, no, I don't think, Ty, I don't think Tyreek's ever gonna get a big deal in Kansas City. I, I don't, don't think I it's don't either.
3: I don't. I don't believe that either. No, I think he. I think this is his last year in Kansas City, and that
2: really it, sucks to say. It does yeah. suck for. Me. But
3: like, I think the Chiefs are in one of the most unique situations, even more Kansas City than 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 the past. Like, this is a very Kansas City offseason where just like nothing, nothing is really set in stone. There's, yeah. there's, there's things all over the place on offense, on defense. That they're just everything is up in the air. They. They lost out on Earl Thomas. So they had some of their salary cap designated for him. Like, like yeah. all their plans like yeah, have needs just, in every position almost. they've all been all over the place. Yeah. And like, I don't think that, they, like, I don't think you can blame them for anything. Like, no. they've done what they could. Right. They almost had Earl Thomas. Right. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Jesus oh, <laughs> Christ, I can't <laughs> say it so, enough. So like, I just, I mean, it's all over the place. Right. Like, th- this draft is going to answer a lot of questions underlying. Like, a lot of the underlying questions that we have about this offseason, you know, you yeah. want to just know. Yeah, I think this. Uh, I think this draft will tell you a lot about what they see, what they're confident, in, what they're not confident in moving forward. So
1: I guess we're confident that they're not going to be trading back. I, I,
2: I, I mean, you just, I, you just know they're not trading. A dirt i dirt. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, let's just say this: yeah. all the
3: edges are off the board. All yeah. the defensive ends are off the board. That's
1: what I'm saying. If we lose all the guys off the board. I, we have you know, I, first round I, talent.
3: I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're trading up for a corner. So right. if no, it, yeah, I deep. think they just they might just they might just move back and get another pick. You right. could you could if you trade back you six spots. Rounders. You trade back if you Two trade rounders. back to if you trade back to 35, yeah. six spots. Yeah. You get that pick and then you'll get another top 100 selection like yeah. a like pick 104. Roughly, I've done the math because I'm a nerd. Yeah. But, uh,
2: you are, yeah, I mean, no, I- you couldn't tell, right? <laughs>
3: you couldn't tell, right? Like, we're just obsessed with, you know, we watch 400 prospects so we can draft six, you know, so like, we're hey, the world
2: needs nerds, bro. Yeah, you know, the they need they, nerds, and
3: we're, yeah, I'm we're surprised. out there, we're doing it. <laughs> so, uh,
2: real quick though, Kent, real quick, when is the if they do take an offensive player in this draft, how what what round would it be?
3: They're gonna take an offensive player in the first two rounds, okay. I don't know which, I don't know where, but they're gonna help Patty somewhere,
1: okay. I don't know, need like tight end, that's for sure.
3: It, it I would, I would, it, they, they got, I would love that. They, they twelve personnel, personnel, baby. They got some we good need, tight ends we, we in this class. To, yes, yes. I mean, they, I could see, honestly, like I could see, like if you, if you told me by the end that they, if they make four picks in the first two days, and you told me two were offense and two were defense, I'd believe you because yeah. you know there's good value at tight end in, in like that third round range, second
2: round range.
1: At this point, we're just driving for need and best best player on the board.
2: I, I it kind of feels like it. Doesn't yeah. it feel nice to finally like draft around a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying, like oh, man. the thought of like, well, we don't have to build <laughs> no, the yeah, team man. perfectly now because when it was with Alex Smith, you know, whatever, if you liked him, you loved him, whatever. The point is, is that you always had to say, well, the team has to be perfect for right. you to win. Now right. it's like, dude, off. just give Patty a couple, you know, this and that, you know, make his defense like top twenty, and they'll win the yeah. Super Bowl, You know, like that feels good it to does. say, man. And you we're get not used him, to this. <laughs> and we're not used to we're this either. Like no, we're not, I'm not used to this no,
3: whole experience. It's great knowing you've got the quarterback position solid for the next 15 yes, years. Like, yes. It's ridiculous.
2: I love it, man. So we're gonna we're gonna come back for one more segment. Um I, I want I'm kind of putting Ken on the spot on this one because we do this every week. It's called Hold This L. Um I don't know if Kent's got anybody, but if not, we'll we'll talk during the break and maybe he can conjure one up. But that is our favorite segment of the week. Uh we get to you know hand an L out to somebody in the world of sports that we think is most deserving. So when we get back to when we get back from our break, we're gonna hand out some L's. We'll get that, back to that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co.
0: Midcoast Modern is a Kansas City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the mid coast and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. To offer a unique selection,
2: Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural appeal. Find them online at CommandeerBrand.com or follow them at Commandeer Brand on Instagram or Facebook. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L! Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> The who, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold <laughs> that <coward> up. <audio> good god, man.
1: Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating oh L. <laughs> <cleaning up. laughs> man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. Oh, oh, hold Sorry. this oh,
2: L. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for the third and final segment of the night. We are here in the Casey Beardco Studios. I'm your host Lance Twidwell here with my guys Eddie Ortiz. Yo yo yo! <laughs> <laughs> I get so used to you doing that, bro. Like you gotta keep got keep a rhythm here, damn it! And Trevor Twidwell, my What's brother. Up, everybody? There it is. Okay, somebody help me out here. Let's get running <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. And Eddie's like staring right into my soul, like, oh, oh shit, oh yeah, yo yo yo. We are here with uh, our guy. The nipple. sorry. We're here with our guy from Arrowhead Pride, lead draft and film analyst, as I've said in the last two segments, Kent Swanson. Uh, We really thank him for being out here tonight, and I'm really glad he decided to stick around for one more segment because, like I said, this is our favorite segment of the night because it's just fun. We get to talk about uh, who is deserving of the L of the week, and it does not matter what sport, which athlete. You got somebody, give it to us. So I'm going to start with my guy, Trev, real quick. We're going to go across the table. Trev, who is holding the L this week?
1: Mine goes to Max Kellerman. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it on, um, on a show or was it like earlier this week? on Were first you, take yeah no i didn't see it well i think it was on monday i believe he uh was trying to cover a fart with a cough <laughs> yes,
2: yes i did see that i did uh, see that dude it's, what? True. What? it's true it's true that's not edited i've heard oh, it oh, 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 i've oh, heard oh, it oh, i've like, heard it it's literally like it's just I love, just like that bro. just
1: like it okay he was saying something then he went then he went to uh uh Stephen a he started doing his thing and then Max <laughs> Teller was like, he was sitting there, he was sitting there, and then he said something, he goes, <clears throat> and
3: you, yeah, you, just like, you straight up, it, bro. Like, clear
1: as day. And uh, then just like that. What the, the, the reason I'm giving him his L is not just because of, that, because that's not <laughs> really an L, that's just pure comedy. <laughs> he went on the Dan Lebontard Well, Dan Larvitard had him on his show, yeah. which <laughs> is a great show. He had to come on and he put him on the spot and asked him if he farted. And he straight up denied it. And they kept playing the audio over <laughs> and over and over. And he was, <laughs> clear, <laughs> clear as day. And he's like, okay, who made the noise then? <laughs> <laughs> who made the noise? And it's just, it's just. That's why i go going the L because he went up and it was, no, was so obvious. obvious. Uh-huh. He was so trying cause it's either either he was trying to cover it with the cough because he knows, or like he a, coughed like, and he like farted. Family Guy episode where yeah, <laughs> where no, to, yeah, goes, no, no, <laughs> yeah. So it was either him trying to cover it with the cough or he coughed so hard that it was shot.
2: <laughs> either <laughs> way. Either way, yeah. he had to check his shorts after yeah, so the segment was way, over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, it
1: was, yeah. It was, it was hilarious, man. And it, it's all over YouTube. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it, so I gotta watch this. Yeah, for well. me, I'm surprised you guys didn't know about it. that. Was an easy one for me. It was like a layup for me for, with that one. So, yeah. So uh, Max Kellerman, hold,
2: hold this, this L. L. Eddie Ortiz, give us the L, man. Oh man, this week wasn't an easy
0: week. Uh, I had a couple hold this L candidates, uh, but you know, I couldn't give it to a. Uh, MLS again. I already did that once. I, I mean, I can't do it again. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Pep Guardiola. Uh, he is the head coach for Manchester Manchester City in the Premier League. Reason I'm giving him the L is because he has not been able to win or qualified to the semifinals in the Champions League in eight straight years since uh, since he good. last had it's Messi. So it, it only proves that. Without the best players, he can't he just can't make it make it happen. He's a great coach. And I mean, he has Champions Leagues, La Liga trophies, he has uh Bundesliga trophies, he has Premier League trophies, but he just can't win without Messi, man. There's just something about Messi that he just can't make it happen. Yeah, he's, so he's
2: pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He'll make so, look
0: good. Gonna give it to Pep Guardiola. So Pep Guardiola. Hold,
2: hold this L. Him. All right. Kent Swanson.
3: I could listen to you say that. Say that name one more time. Pep Guardiola <laughs> Pep we I, I need, bo- a, yeah. I need a, like a ringtone notification
2: Suavemente So, Kent, on the fly, brother, who is it?
3: Okay, so I don't even know if we should be handing the L to the Raiders scouting staff or just John Gruden. He did it! You
2: broke it! You did it! I knew the— Episode 10, (laughs) Kent Swanson comes on, and he takes my L. Wait a I I knew it! I knew it, Kent Swanson. (laughs) Yes! Kent freaking Swanson broke the streak! Is that what what you thought I was going to get? Yes! Uh, I knew it! (laughs) This is great. You did it, man. It's great. So go ahead, go ahead and give it. Give us what you got, and we're just oh, gonna say it so together, good. man. Go.
3: Okay. So John Gruden and Mike Mayock basically fired their entire scouting staff. So I don't know if the scouting staff should be catching the L or John Gruden right. and Mike Mayock should be for All embarrassing the themselves in front of the National Football League, <laughs> but. That whole situation is a dumpster fire. Oh it is the most God. beautiful thing. Yes. You want to know the thing that is getting us all as Chiefs fans through this offseason? We could be the
2: Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> it can always be worse, bro. It can always be worse.
3: Absolutely. In fact, how about this? We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to audible. The entire city of Oakland... Hold Hold this this L. Thank (laughs) you.
2: Dude, I knew there was something I knew the whole week. I'm like, I guarantee you this the week it ends. (laughs) And my guy, my guy, Ken Swanson comes in here and wrecks shit. That's great. Yes. Oh, Him man. being
1: the, the draft guy, Mr. <laughs> Wise guy, and all that. Uh, oh, my God, what a star for the
3: Kent, The whole thing's a dumpster it's fire. It's comedy. beautiful. It's
2: like a slapstick comedy. Uh, I'm just, I'm over here just puzzled that that actually just happened. Like, <laughs> I knew it. I, it literally felt like I saw the future. I'm like brand Stark. I'm a green sea. Like, I can see the future. You're the Night King, Kent. You're the fucking Night King.
0: You just threw your spirit to Lance's oh. heart. Lance, now you got to come up with one, man. Hell no. He no, took no. my, I'm
2: heartbroken, man. He took my freaking L. So you always have that The suit. only guy in here that has a name that starts with L got his L taken away. That's some bullshit, man. Some bullshit. Kent, I want to thank you, man, again, so much for being here. No uh, problem, it's man. an absolute blast. And it goes without saying, you're always welcome to come on, man. And sure, man. I, I, know, I know you're a busy guy. You have your own family. You have your own stuff going on. For you to come on to our show – I cannot thank you enough, brother. It means a lot. Happy and, to it's fun. Um just a show of our gratitude, man. I wanted to give you because I know you started growing the beard out, so I wanted <laughs> to give you a bag of Casey Beard Co. products. Oh, man. Got some oil, some butter, and we got an actual t-shirt in there. All for you right. Too. I will rock
3: this. Yeah, man. So I um, and it, man. if it's the
2: wrong size, I can go grab you another one real quick, but like, I don't know if you're it's extra uh, small,
3: so I don't know. If yeah, I mean, it's a
2: 7X,
0: <laughs> it's a crop top.
2: Extra it's a 7X. <laughs>
3: 7X. Okay, I could fit into it. Maybe make a tent, maybe fashion a Show some out cleave, out of, you know 7X, what I mean? get, you get the cleave
2: showing, so man, I appreciate it. Are you it. a large or are you medium? No, this is perfect. All right, cool. this is perfect, man. Well, like I said, guys, um, this was a great show. Um, I'm really glad that Kent came on, even though he did steal my L, and I'm <laughs> gonna be pretty upset about That's it perfect. for the rest of the night. But <laughs>
1: what a way to episode 10. <laughs>
0: The double digits, ten
2: episodes in. Go ahead. I was about to give it to Dave Gettleman instead, yeah. but
0: I
3: just like I, I I I audibled, so it was like it was teetering. <laughs> it was teetering. Yeah. I was going to go another draft direction. I was uh, like, you know he's, what? He's
0: making it better.
1: I got yeah, right.
3: I got <laughs> a, I got a dunk on
2: Gruden here. <laughs> <That'll be sighs>
1: super Gettleman because I gave Gettleman won what? I mean, episode five. Did yeah, five? you really?
2: Yeah, he did. I he mean, did. The dude so did. is a so walking did. L. Yeah, he is a walking <laughs> L. Let's absolutely. be honest absolutely. here. Absolutely. So there's two L's together. When you get an opportunity, when you get an opportunity to. Dunk on John Gruden like you yes. said. You, <laughs> you have to do it. Take
1: advantage, yeah. God damn it. God damn it. I tell
2: you what, this guy, this <laughs> fucking quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna tonight, be putting man. it in my butt for the next twelve years. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, I, I, I'm some... just. I'm still mad. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna break here. That was a pretty good man. impression, though. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you, you yeah, guys definitely man. stand in front of
3: the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go to like a workshop on <laughs> Tuesdays to work through that. You don't need Frank Kelly
2: into when you got the walls, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shit. So this was a blast, dude. Seriously. Whenever you want to come back on, if you got time, it would mean so much to us. Uh, But in the meantime, guys, please go give them, give them your information, how they can find you on Twitter, uh, where they can find the KC draft guide. Give, give them everything real quick, man.
3: Yeah. Find me on Twitter at Kent underscore Swanson. Uh, You can read all of our stuff, at arrowhead pride. I, I work with a phenomenal team. Like, all this stuff, the, the the draft guide, none of this is possible without our squad, and I'm so proud to be a part of that group. Uh, you can go to gum.co slash kc draft to purchase the guide. Um, and I'll tell you what, we'll uh let's do this. I'm I'm calling an audible. Uh promo code TWIDWELL. We will give you the guide for $6.99. So oh, we'll that's just awesome, we'll just take dude. a discount dude. if you guys use that promo code you can get it for six ninety nine and just Let's for good
2: that. measure because I know everyone spells our name wrong it is T W I D <laughs>
3: W there's a W in
2: there T W I D W E L L it's couple not L's Tidwell. in there huh yeah it's not it's, uh-huh. not, it's, not, it's not yeah exactly uh-huh. and you stole one of them so. I got you I got a <laughs> few, few say, left I got a few left Did you but say you say still took tw- not Rod Tidwell tw- from tw- Jerry yeah, Maguire it's <laughs> Twidwell so promo code Twidwell so. Kent, again, dude, I cannot thank you enough. Yeah, uh, guys, go check out their work. Go follow Kent on Twitter. He's a great follow, great guy, and uh, we're really lucky to have him here in Kansas City covering our team that we all love the most. So in that, oh, yeah. uh, we, like I said, we're out here in the Kansas City Beard, or Casey Beardco Studios. For Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twidwell, for Everhead Prides, Kent Swanson, I am Lance Twidwell, and I want to thank you so much for listening to our show, but until next week, we're out of this bitch. See you guys. See you uh-